Have you ever thought to yourself, I could write a book on that? Knowing you have great stories, but also accepting you'll probably never write it. Well, now you can join us, a couple of regular guys telling our stories and hoping you'll share yours. My name is Derek, my co-host is Mark, and this is I Could Write a Book. All right, yo, welcome. This is chapter two of the I Could Write a Book podcast, and today we're going to try our best to give a little bit of an example of how it'll be when we can have a guest on the show, hopefully one day in the near future, and that guest would be able to share their I Could Write a Book moment with us. And today Derek's going to um, kind of be like that guest and share his I Could Write a Book moment, and I'm going to be here to just moderate and, and interact and ask him questions and we really, really look forward to having one of you, one of our listeners, whether it be family, friends, whoever on here to share your I could write a book moment. And we hope you guys enjoy this. Derek, I, I hopefully I didn't miss anything with that. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? No, man. What's going on? Uh, I think you I think you nailed it. I'm going to mention real quick. I'm glad we're not, we don't have video yet because while you were introducing there, I was swatting a, this fly. They kept it in my face and I would have been a total distraction to the whole thing. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been brilliant. yeah, I don't think we're quite ready for video yet. I don't, it'll be almost like restarting this whole thing over again. Like that first, that first chapter on, on the, on chapter one have how I'll be honest, I felt awkward in the first, I don't know, at least five minutes doing this. So I'll probably mm -hmm. have that same experience when we go to do like an actual video episode where we can let our, our listeners and viewers see us and, uh, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We'll have, oh, some, yeah. we'll have some awkward moments. I'm sure going through this, some speed bumps along the way, but either way. Yes. Yeah, speak for yourself. I'm, I'm going full makeup when we go video. Full gonna, makeup. <laughs> I'm going full makeup. Uh, that's I'm not taking any chances. Hey, at um, all with with uh, having uh, you know young daughters for you know we both have young daughters right now, so <laughs> there there's very much a possibility that I could end up with makeup of some sort before I come on here. You never know uh -huh. when you have a young girl for a daughter. So that's right, that's right. But but uh, anyway, you you talking about what we're getting into and. Um, I've just been itching to do this again. Uh, I know why people love doing this. You know, we talk about being a little bit nervous at first, but now over the last few days, uh, I've just been so excited to get in here and do this again and kind of take this run through as you explained how we're going to be with guests where we would give them the floor and you and I would moderate and ask questions and laugh or cry or be serious alongside of these folks. Um, yeah. And so uh, tonight, you know, hey, I'm more than happy to take on the quote unquote guest role, but hopefully you can enjoy some of the stories that I'll share tonight. And, and but uh, yeah, so that's kind of how we'll do the format tonight. And uh, I'm ready to uh, get started whenever you are. Whatever you may be sharing today, Derek, like I'll have, you know, a, a story of my own that I'll throw in there. And when we have guests on, it'll be the same thing. Like they, they could bring up their I could write a book moment and you and I could just be like, oh, my gosh, I can relate to that so much and have, you know, this, that or the other that we want to share of something that happened with us. So to anybody that may be considering getting on here with us, don't feel the pressure that you feel like you, you're going to have to control the conversation or control talking through most of the, the actual chapter of whatever topic you may have. 
Oh yeah, and I, I, their confidence will be boosted after they listen to us, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we sound ridiculous. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I feel like uh, rambling is what I'm strong at right now. So <laughs> let let's get this going, man. All right, all right, that sounds good. So, um, I got to tell you, be, being on here, I'm going to share a story here of things that I could write a book on this evening, and I want to mention uh, that my book, the title of my book that I could write. It's just going to be Ridiculous Injuries. That's the title of my book I'm bringing to you guys today. This is coming from a guy who just, if, if a piece of fruit looks funny, I won't eat it. Because I don't, I don't want to be necessar- unnecessarily sick. I don't want to be, you know, in, just, you know, uh, handicapped in any way when it comes to just unnecessary things, you know, food poisoning, just, I take precautions of all kinds. And yet, as I recount my life, I have come to realize that there are some things I feel like I could write a book on. Ridiculous injuries are one of them. And I want to tell tell you some of those stories. So hopefully I can add a little bit about uh, some of these stories that you don't already know tonight and, and share it with everybody. So, All right. um, if you're ready for my, uh, for my chapter one, I'm going to get into that. Let's do it. All right. So my, my first chapter of the book that I'd be writing here, if I had to on ridiculous injuries, I'm just going to start it off with something that's, you know, a little graphic. It's a short story. Um, but, uh, just, just one notion uh, I grew up playing soccer my whole life, and this is really the only injury that is sports-related, I think, that I'm going to talk about tonight uh, in length or of any detail. But I got to tell you, the first ridiculous injury I had was I was, I don't know, somewhere around 10, 11 years old. I'm playing soccer. I get tripped, and I fall forward right onto the back of another kid's uh, cleat. Uh, so as they're picking up their feet, I fall into their, into their shoe, right, Ooh. as I'm falling forward. And it knocks two of my teeth up oh. through, completely through my lip. So I have this, this, this hole in my lip. My goodness. Okay, here's what I remember. I remember to this day feeling the uh the, the feeling of being tripped and the next thing i remember is somebody picking up the back of my head and freaking out and dropping my head back to the ground that's the next thing i remember in this oh, whole story gosh. so so as it's recounted to me i fall my teeth i uh, hit the back of the shoe i'm knocked out uh i i recall again and it ends up uh, being one of my older sisters. She she was helping out, and she runs over and picks up the back of my head, and sees just this pool of just you can imagine just you know blood dripping down, mm. and just screams, drops my head straight back to the ground, and that's all. And that's the last thing I remember until I'm at the doctor, and you know they're they're numbing up my lips to give me some stitches and trying to wake me up and keep me awake for concussion purposes and things like that but so was it was it the heel of the cleat that hit your mouth or like the bottom like the actual like the cleats like the bottom of the cleats that got your mouth i, I don't know man i i would probably i'd probably mention i would probably guess that i hit the heel 
Yeah. Um, but I don't, I recall, you know, sort of falling. Um, but that's what was told to me was that I hit the back of it. And um, for me, that's a ridiculous injury. Uh, it's, it's not the best, worst, silly, stupid, uh, most ridiculous injury, but uh, that would just be sort of my opening chapter to sort of get everybody into the uh, groove of of uh, some of these stories that are yeah, upcoming. Yeah, so. that that was kind of a tough one to like have to go to school the next like week or day or whatever it may be, and your friends would be like, "What happened?" And you're like, oh, "Oh, well, I took a shoe to the face." <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, never in my life, you know, after this happens, and everyone, I think everyone could relate when you hurt yourself. For the next week, that is the only spot on your body that you hit for the next week. Oh, yeah, Everything you do. I never got hit in the face with a basketball more times than in the the following six days after these teeth went through my mouth. I mean, once I, I went back to school and, you know, I would go out to play basketball, of course, missed the basketball, hit me in the face, Mm. you know. Uh, playing kickball, never get hit with the ball. Of course, some kid just kicks it, smacks me in the face. So did you have stitches in your mouth from this, of oh, course? Yeah. yeah. So did it ever, uh, like any of these incidents, cause your stitches to have problems or anything like that? No, no, they they didn't. But I, I'm just kind of shocked. But, you know, everyone can relate to that. And that I never have been hit in the face more times than the probably five or six days following that it's just the way it goes it's just the way it goes um Mm. but that that's how i would end my that's how i want to tell you about that that first chapter of uh my book that i would write on ridiculous injuries and yeah and and you know i'm not sure which direction to go on the next one um i i think i'll go with the next level up here um this chapter would just be um, grasshopper. I'm just going to call it grasshopper. Okay. So, again, um, I don't know how old I am here. Uh, I think I'm still probably 11 or 12. I could have been younger. To be honest with you, all these things run together at this point. Well, I could have sworn. Okay, I'm outside playing in the backyard. And I could have sworn that I got bit by a grasshopper. All right. I don't know what grasshoppers bite. <laughs> but that's the story that I had in my head. And that's the only thing I could remember. I swear this grasshopper bit me. Okay. So uh, it could have been anything. Well, there's a this metal pipe, this, this metal bar um, out in the yard. I don't know why it's out in the yard. I don't know how it got in the yard. It's just, but it's there. All right. I pick it up and I chuck this thing. I mean, I chunk it. I don't know what it is, chuck or chunk, but I, I throw this thing. And I think the kids say yeet nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Yeet that grasshopper. <laughs> you yeeted it. <laughs> um, so I, ch- I throw this thing. Okay. First of all, I didn't even throw it with, the hand that I throw normally with. Okay. I throw this thing with my right hand. I throw left-handed. So I don't even know what I'm doing. I throw this metal pipe. Okay. Uh, I go about my business and all of a sudden there's just blood running down my hand, open up my hand. I have this huge gash 
right through the middle of my hand. Mm. Just, and I mean, this thing is probably pushing an inch and a half long and, you know, just pretty gaping wide open. So I'm freaking out. Yeah. I would be too. (laughs) So anyway, I run inside. My mom starts running water on it. I remember she starts flushing it out with some water and we, we go to the doctor and, you know, they get the sti- their stitches and I end up with five stitches in it. And, but, uh, so and, wait, 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 uh, what was your mom's initial reaction? Like what, how, what was her, like her, her, what did she say? How did, what was her body language like when she's seen this? Well, well, you know what? I'm not sure. Um, she was probably, let me think about my mom's personality for a moment. Uh, she was probably very sympathetic and concerned, probably making sure that I'm okay. Calm under pressure, she, huh? She, she probably never considered that I was just an idiot outside throwing metal things. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt she ever thought that, but who knows? What a great mom. Uh, yeah. Oh, she was wonderful though, of course, yeah. and got me to, uh, to the doctor and got it taken care of. But, um, and it was my first tetanus shot that i can remember as well and uh if anybody listened to the first episode you'll remember that i just recently had another tetanus shot (laughs) but more to come on that i I, maybe maybe um anyway uh that's just a ridiculous injury there's no reason for that to happen grasshoppers aren't going to bite you and you shouldn't throw metal pipes that are in the middle of your yard okay so i don't know what i was thinking i just it's a ridiculous injury end up with five stitches in my hand and, you know, scars still visible to this day. But, uh, uh, that, that's, that, that would be my next, uh, the next small step up in ridiculous injuries. And my next chapter takes another small step forward in the journey. So if, if you're ready for that next chapter, I'm, uh, I'm ready to tell it. Yeah, let's do this, man. I mean, uh, you've had a couple of solid, gashing stories here so let's let's keep the ball rolling are we escalating is this getting worse now as we're going (laughs) okay i don't know that you would call this worse but it's it falls certainly into the more ridiculous realm okay all right we're going more ridiculous all right i just call this one antlers in the house okay right Yeah. yeah all right so I got to paint this picture for you. So uh, growing up in the house that we're in, there are, there were, you know, five bedrooms. I, I'm, I think there were five bedrooms. Let's see, one, two, three, four regular bedrooms. And then there was like an office that could be a bedroom as well. Okay. Well, anyway, two of the rooms in the middle of the house, they had a joining bathroom. So you, so you could open up the door and it, they, it shared a full bathroom. Uh, shower and bathroom anyway with this other bedroom. And at some point during our childhood, uh, my little brother and I, we ended up having those two rooms. So uh, the, the the bathroom doors were routinely just both left open. So the rooms basically were just conjoined at that point when the doors were open. Well, we're uh, probably fighting. I'm not sure. Who knows? <laughs> little bro- brothers do. But I remember we're chasing each other and we could run into the bedroom, through the bathroom, into the other bedroom, out of it, around into the kitchen, through the kitchen, and then back into that first bedroom again. It was like a circle you could run. Yeah. And I'm chasing them. 
And this kid, okay, my little brother, when he's growing up, he is just this wildlife crazy kid. And he would come back to the house with, most of the time, turtles. There was always a loose, lost turtle in our house. And I would love, if, if my mom were on the line, she would talk about the time when she woke up in the middle of the night to a turtle biting her hand because her, her hand was like off the bed and a snapping turtle that oh my, goodness. <laughs> my little brother had lost in the house bit her in the palm of the hand. But oh my goodness. Anyway, there was always something lost in the house. Well, at this particular time, I'm chasing him for whatever reason. Again, I'm sure it was completely innocent. And he runs through my room, through the bathroom. I'm hot on his heels. He goes to go out of his bedroom and he hits his bookshelf. Well, sitting on his bookshelf is this five-point deer antler. All right? Mm. It's this, this deer antler he found. He hits it. The deer antler falls to the ground. And as it falls, my foot comes following right behind that joker. And I just step into the deer antler. And you guess what happened yeah, <laughs> whenever this, my foot stepped down. Yeah, this was an extreme version of uh, Mario Kart. That was uh, antlers <laughs> instead of a banana being dropped behind yeah. him. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Not, so he hits, the t- he hits this, and I'm sure this, that part was definitely unintentional. And you got turtle shells all... just going around the house, too. So this is exactly yeah. what this is. Like, turtles around the house. He's throwing uh, things behind him as you're racing through the house. You guys are playing Mario Kart. Yeah. Extreme Mario Kart. That's right. That's right. So I hit this deer antler and, you know, immediately just do what a go-kart does. And I just, I just fall, like, somersault into the ground. And so, as I do, this deer antler just comes flying you know, through, cause I've stepped on it. It was in my foot and it just comes flying around and I'm rolling through the, through the room. And, you know, from there, I don't want to gross anyone out cause I don't want to have to add any explicit titles to this. So I'm not going to talk about the way the bottom of my foot looked, uh, after that thing, but I'm going to tell you, I don't think, and I could be wrong with this because they say that something, if something's happened to you, it's happened to somebody else, certainly. But I'm not sure in the modern age of like, you know, first world, um, like normal homes, I, I don't know when else this ever could have happened that a person has impaled themselves with deer antlers inside of their own home. Okay. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty slim. If you know anyone else that's ever done that, they, I need to know that person. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't know if that's ever happened. So, um, I, I just feel like that's ridiculous story. Uh, that should have never happened. I never should have been on crutches for two weeks, uh, due to deer antlers in my house. And frankly, I hated telling that story when I had to go to school. Oh yeah, because <laughs> another moment of how did this happen? Oh, I'm just not going to say. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, what'd you do? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, That's great. That's great. Anyway, 
so so that's my third little story there and um uh, the last one is is definitely the worst one. Uh, I don't know how much humor is in this one, but I got to tell it because it's ridiculous. And it's sort of, it is sort of humorous considering what happened to me a few weeks ago with the hatchet. If you're, if you're dark and you have dark humor tendencies, you will maybe think it's kind of funny uh, how these two things relate. But I, I don't know. I, I just I just got to get into it. Uh, right. This this next chapter of my book would be titled something like "Windbreakers Don't Stop Chainsaws." Okay, that's something. All right. Something like that. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A chainsaw is definitely not uh, wind. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, um, all right. So once again, I got to go back to my early teenage years. Um, so growing up, we heat our home with a wood stove. That's mm. how we heat our home in the winter. So yeah. I just uh, listen, look, I just got done talking about how we lived in like this normal home, this like first world, you know, just your everyday home. And now I'm talking about how we heat. <laughs> we warmed our house through wood stove all winter. I promise you it was a nice home. We just were kind of old fashioned in doing this this piece. Hey, there's nothing so, wrong with that. Um, nothing wrong with it. It's just an outdoor fireplace. But anyway, um, <laughs> we, makes uh, it cozy inside, though. Something like that would make it, your home does, cozy. Man. The, look, the heat that comes in to the vents out of out of those things is incredible. But it, look, anyway, so every winter uh, we would have to gather wood. It was the it was it was terrible. Nobody ever wanted to go haul wood load wood into these trailers we would have just i mean you know as much wood as it would take to heat a house through the winter and uh so anyway we had a lot of woods in our backyard as well and uh we would cut down several trees to help supplement and uh so normally uh we had a routine where we would have you know ropes tied around a tree or you know, we would push it once a cut was made so that the tree would fall in a particular direction that you want it to go. Right. And so anyway, we had done this one particular technique where I was on like one side of the tree away from and and I would push um, and my dad would be cutting through the tree and I would be like pushing on a piece of the tree. And now even like he would be cutting away from me. And, you know, I would be off to the side. And so it, we weren't just like being complete idiotic men <laughs> out there. Like uh, this particular tree on this particular day, just it, it happened to be a, a little heavier than I think uh, we I thought it might be because we had done this particular maneuver a bunch of times. Well, uh, my dad goes to cut again. He's cutting away from from me and. Anyway, instead of the tree going in the direction I push it, it comes back towards me, which pinches the chainsaw. So when it, and it pinches it, it kicks the chainsaw backwards out of the tree. Um, uh, thankfully, my dad immediately release, you know, releases it. But when it comes backwards, it kicks it far enough to where like the, the tip end piece of that chainsaw just catches right into my leg. Mm. And when I say uh, catches, it was uh, whichever 
one of these bones here, I'm just going to call it my shin bone here. Yeah. Um, is what stopped the chain from moving. So, uh, at first, uh, my body reacts and I recall sort of blacking out and like falling backwards into like some other trees. And I remember sort of catching myself and I felt fine. Like most people do after any normal, after any injury, you feel fine. So I kind of rub it cause it, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, like it hurt, but it didn't hurt. It wasn't a lot of pain. It wasn't a lot of pain. It, it didn't hurt that badly. And, but my dad, he knew, like he felt it. Wow. But I like looked at my pants. My pants looked fine. I didn't see anything. And I just kind of rubbed it. And he's like, I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. And he's like, uh, we should, we should probably just check anyway. Uh, <laughs> I think you should probably check anyway. He's, he's I like, like, I was holding that thing and it felt like it went in there pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knew. He knew. Uh, so sure enough, I lift up my pant leg and it, you just, I'm not going to go into detail there, but it was not a good scene. Um, and so, uh, it was in that moment, uh, that I realized I probably should not try to walk because there could be some more serious damage happening. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he loads me into the trailer that was hooked up to our lawnmower uh, that we used to go way back into the woods. And so here I am, uh, we've tied something down real tight over it and he's booking it at, you know, eight miles an hour, however fast a lawnmower <laughs> can go back up there. And now I think similar to me cutting my hand with a pipe, a metal pipe, when my dad is telling my mom, Hey, we got to go to the hospital. Um, I think once again, she's concerned, but I'm, I have to think in some way she must've thought, what have these idiots done this time? Yeah. It was like routine with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, there's gotta be a ridiculous injury happening because this kid is involved. So what is it now? <laughs> it's a quarterly and, thing. She's just waiting. All right. What's yeah. going to happen this quarter of the, of the year? <laughs> exactly. So. We, uh, so my dad, you know, he's just pale as a ghost. He's freaking out. We get, we load up, go to the hospital. Uh, we get there, uh, I'm at this particular hospital and now it's just, now I'm basically just crap talking. I, I, we're in this hospital for, I don't know what seemed like hours. Right. And I'm just sitting there waiting to go back, like just bleeding through, um, you know, these wraps, these ties that we have on and. Uh, I wasn't in the waiting room that long, but I, I was placed back into a bed where they elevated my leg and, you know, secured everything and, and like, you know, wrapped and anyway, got bleeding to slow this kind of stuff. Right. Well, then I'm there for what seemed like forever. And the doctors come in and takes his finger and just proceeds, you know, he's got his glove on, but proceeds to in inject his finger into the wounds mm. that Yum. is to this day the worst pain i've ever felt at all in my life and my other foot did come up and make contact with this man um <laughs> and i'm yelling and he's ticked off now because he's like why has nobody come in and started the you know like the processes of 
numbing and cleaning out, you know, and, and just making sure there's no debris and, um, you know, had to do x-rays on the bone to see what the damage was and everything like that. So anyway, that's the best I can recall and recollect of that story. But there's a lot of other gruesome details in there, specifically afterwards where, you know, they, they stitch this thing up and, you know, you got to leave it open a little bit so mm. that, uh, it, 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 no, if anything can kind of ooze out or, you know, they don't want infection to be trapped inside and anyway, but you can't move it. So, I mean, I'm sleeping on the couch and, you know, my leg is cramping after two or three days cause I can't use that leg. And so I'm getting cramps in the middle of the night, but I can't flex anything or move anything. And it was the most miserable time I, I have had. Uh, it was awful. That sounds but, awful. Yeah, but look, so the, again, I go back to if you have any dark humor, it goes back to the hatchet incident from our first episode where I just recently got stitches out of my foot, opposite leg, not the same one. Wait a second. No, it was the same one, same leg. I just Gosh. had stitches taken out of my foot where I chopped my own foot with a hatchet. Uh, so just chalk that up. Uh, I kind of tell that story a little bit in the first episode, but you know, essentially brand new hatchet gifted to me by my, uh, best friend and, and co-host here. <laughs> uh, brilliant gift. I love it. Uh, I do love it. I just mishandled it and, uh, inflicted my own injury, a ridiculous injury of, uh, cutting myself with a hatchet, uh, at a 1130 on a Friday evening, at home doing nothing so man <laughs> yeah it's anyway. safe to say long story short you should just avoid any tool <laughs> that is for chopping wood of any kind or cutting wood <laughs> woodworking not for me no no so look man um you know i i think uh you know anyone who wants to come on and share stories you know we we're gonna do this we're gonna give them the floor uh, I, I hoped that, you know, the people listening sort of enjoyed my few stories of my ridiculous injuries that I could write a book on. Yeah. I just really wanted to go into a few of those and just give an example of the things that we're going to do uh, for our guests on the podcast. Uh, but uh, I, I think that if I were a guest, I would probably have a few other things to mention. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I'll just run through those real quick with very little detail, but just because I could feel like I could write a book on ridiculous injuries. I just, I told those four stories. I mentioned the fifth one with a hatchet. Um, I mean, I've got another one, a, a dog attack. Mm. My arms are cut. My, my arms are chewed up. I can't even feed myself for two weeks. I mean, my parents are cutting up all my food for me and feed me. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I've fallen through a window. All right. Uh, I had like glass stuck, all stuck in my back. I don't even know how I fell through a window. I probably tripped on a toy because of how ridiculous my injuries are. Um, <clears throat> it's no wonder your mother or just any of your family are not all just like doctors or registered nurses from just dealing with all of your injuries. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You, you're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> I got to mention then. I've broken my foot three on three separate occasions. Uh, that was sports related each time. So, you know, anytime you break a bone, you feel like it's ridiculous. I flipped over my go-karts 
uh, when I was younger, uh, just uh, probably some reckless things. And, and, and one of the last things I would probably mention is, uh, I, I, I tore up my knee pretty bad a couple years ago and, um, let's, I just want to wrap it up by saying morphine does not tamper pain very well for me. I burned through it Hmm. and I end up getting, and if anyone is familiar with the drug ketamine, which is used in a lot of livestock, uh, it's a very strong drug. Uh, that's what I was put on to get from the soccer field where my knee was injured into the ambulance to the hospital. And I can promise you one thing in my mind, I was not riding in an ambulance. I was riding somewhere in outer space (laughs) and I don't even know how to describe it to you other than outer space is very colorful and I don't know what else to say about it. (laughs) Outer space is very colorful from the perspective of ketamine. So, uh, not recommended. Uh, one star experience. It was awful, <laughs> but uh, I can say I have experienced it. And so, anyway, th- these are just some of the other things I would probably mention in greater detail in my own book. Uh, I feel like I could write one on ridiculous injuries. And so, man, that's that. That's what I have to share. That's good. If man. I were just a straight up guest on our own podcast. I would be going into into probably some greater detail, but hopefully everybody enjoyed something that I personally feel like I could write a book on and uh, may inspire you guys to come on and share some more that you could write a book about. But what about you, buddy? Uh, Have I inspired you to remember anything in your life? Uh, Because I would welcome any of your stories into a book and collaborate with you anytime. Yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely relate, man. Um, I've had a lot of uh, just silly, ridiculous injuries for sure. And also, I'd just like to say, man, you're like one injury away from being RoboCop or something. Because like, <laughs> how are you still hey, even walking? Body, there, there, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of mechanical things in my body. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I got to be careful. Got to yeah, be careful for sure. For sure. You know, I've definitely had some similar moments of having, you know, my my mouth busted up, like teeth going through parts of my lip. That mostly happened to me as a, a young child, though. Um, I feel like the incident where my teeth went through my my lip was uh, fa- like falling into a coffee table when I was young and my mouth hitting the coffee table and like busting my, my teeth through my lips. So I can relate to your your story with that other than I think I had to have been like maybe four or five when it happened. Uh, you know, coffee tables are usually good for like getting your, your pinky toes or your, uh, or your shins or something, but yeah, yeah. Oh, ah. man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my pinky toes have seen some coffee tables and chairs over the years. So, um, and man, I'm trying to think, you know, I think of one of the most ridiculous entries that lingered and aggravated me for a while was I used to live in Alaska when I was in uh, elementary school. Um, I think I was in the uh, fifth or sixth grade when this happened to me. Um, But every recess for, for the school, they had 
this big open field next to the playground that they would gather all the kids to let the kids play flag football. And they would play flag football with like one of those foam nerf footballs, not the one with like the wings that you can like chunk it like super far, just like a regular looking one. And they only had a limited number of flags for each team. They had red and green team. And there was a limited number of flags. So every recess, it was just like a mad race to this field of just all these fifth and sixth, fourth, probably like fourth through sixth grade kids just like stampeding <laughs> towards this field. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably making this sound like I got injured in that stampede. I didn't. I made it to the field. I got my flag because fortunately I was pretty quick if I can remember correctly because I don't remember too many days where I didn't get a flag so I must have been pretty quick and this one particular day it was snowfall on the ground and of course it was all packed down from kids running around on it so it was kind of slick and hard to run around on because it was also kind of melting a little bit and so moving and mobility was was rough this day playing flag football And there was this one kid that was almost kind of like my rival. And I don't even know if he realized that I had developed this rivalry with him. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best kind, the one-sided rivalries. (laughs) Yeah. So I, and not on a personal level, but on a competitive level, I loathed this kid. (laughs) I wanted to destroy this kid at flag football every time I was out there. And he he was always like one of the better players on his side of the team. And I was always one of the better players on my side of the team. And I remember he got the ball and I was fired up, man. I was coming in hot to rip that flag off of him or try to strip the ball from him something. But this particular time I went for the flag. And if I'm not mistaken, legit flag football rules are if you're the ball carrier, you're not allowed to stiff arm anybody's hands away from your flag. Um, all you, you can't, it's not allowed. Um, but of course, with this just being elementary kids, we don't really follow those rules. I heck, I think there was times kids were getting tackled. Um, but I go for this kid's flag and he stiff arms my hand and my thumb is all he got contact with. And he stiffed arm my thumb to where Ugh. the back of my thumb went all the way back to my wrist and like hyper extended. And the pain was excruciating And I was fuming at this point because, of course, he's my rival and he just won up to me with a stiff arm. Yep. And I kid you not, the very next play, he gets it again. I come in even more hot. I'm like a silverback gorilla ready to just tear this kid's flag (laughs) and throw it 100 yards, right? Mm -hmm. And I reach with my other hand for the flag this time. Derek? This son of a gun stiff-armed my hand again and gets my other hand's thumb and does the same thing. (laughs) My other thumb gets hyperextended back to my wrist, excruciating pain, and I all I can do is just look up to the sky with 
both hands <laughs> just crippled and just scream and just anger and pain. And I think the pain from those injuries lasted like a month. Like I just dealt with a month of my thumbs always being sore and just hurting. I'm sure I probably should have went to the doctor, but being a stubborn kid, I didn't even really tell my parents about it. But so that, that injury comes to mind mm-hmm. often to me whenever I think about just silly injuries. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially to a rival that didn't even know you were his rival. Yeah, I mean, he so, may he may have known because there were some times where him and I, when there was blocking going on, where we'd block each other, I could, like, I would go real hard in on him for a block and get him good, and then the next play, he would come in on me for a block, and he would return the favor, so it was kind of like this back and forth thing, and what was crazy is we never spoke. <laughs> like, yeah, after the game, we never spoke. It was just only... <laughs> physical contact on the field during flag football it was so strange the athletic mutual respect of men that's yeah. what that's what you could chalk that up to <laughs> yeah yeah that the, is until he disabled your thumbs and then then it was over oh if anything no it made my drive even more i think like that summer like from school i was like training my hands strength or something i was probably just oh like God. i'm gonna <laughs> destroy this kid somehow you're in a rocky movie scene now where you've got music played in the background you have one of those hand strengthener things what are those they look like pecan crushers or absolutely whatever. i kid you not my dad had a pair i was using it i was yep. using it my dad had someone <laughs> i was day. using them i don't know about every day but i was using them um but yeah, to get real, real crazy, just picture me doing push-ups with just my thumbs or something. Like I, uh-huh. I, I didn't do that, but I, that would be a funny picture. But you're uh, just reaching, you're just reaching for flags all summer. Um, <laughs> uh, you're just reaching for flags all summer, strengthening your hand with this and playing people in pinochle thumb more to make sure your thumbs are strong enough and, to and, conquer anything. And doing like uh, Mr. Miyagi like wax off motions to block the stiff arm while I can grab the flag. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, absolutely we have the montage created now (laughs) um and then i have one more uh that i'll make this one a little bit more short and sweet Um, but i I feel like you'll get a kick out of this one um i am now in high school and uh my sister is a senior in high school and i'm a freshman so she always would drive us to the school um this particular morning we got ready. We, we were running a little bit behind. Uh, we rush out. And in the yard that we have, it, it's uh, in the driveway, it's gated in. So we approach the gate. Um, I hop out, uh, open the gate so she can drive her little Toyota Corolla out the gate just far enough so I can close it back. So we do that. I go to get into the back driver's side uh, seat behind right behind her Uh, i think this particular day we had the the neighbor with us so sitting in the passenger seat before i can get all the way in the car i don't know why um but my sister decides to take off (laughs) oh my god and you know only only dads are supposed to do that you know that trick you play on your kids where you go forward a little bit just before they get in the car yes takes them off yeah. yeah, and I, I, I'll do that to my wife right now sometimes. But anyways, <laughs> I so the position I'm in when she takes off, Derek, is I have my right leg in the car. I have my 
my most of my torso in the vehicle. I think the only thing that's outside of the vehicle is literally just my head and my left foot planted on the ground outside, just outside the door on the ground when she decides to take off. But my the way that my weight and balance was, most of my weight was on my left foot that was still outside the vehicle. So when she takes off, the driver's side back tire hits my heel and proceeds to gain traction and climb up the back of my leg. Oh my God. And I feel the tire reach my calf. And and by some miracle, at this point I'm preparing for my leg to just break and for me to just get sucked out of the car. But by some miracle, I guess because of how tiny the car was, uh, being a Toyota Corolla, somehow the tire just slipped off of my leg and I was able to just get my leg inside before any further damage. But I had just nasty road rash <laughs> on oh the back of my God. leg and heel. And I remember <laughs> just like <laughs> being a younger brother, you know, just letting my sister have it. Like, what are you doing? Like, and what did she say? Like, what happened? Yeah. She told me that she thought that she heard my door close. And I don't I don't know if it was what it was so no, that, that was she just heard. my leg snapping. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what I may have said to her too. It was like, no, that was just the sound of like my leg being destroyed. Um but I don't know how maybe the past like the neighbor I don't know if she did something with her door at the same time. I don't know what it was, but I just remember just being so frustrated with her. But also so lucky that all that happened was just some road rash on the back of my leg because that could have been a lot worse. And I I know that if my sister, when she listens to this, she's probably going to be laughing. But at the same time, uh, probably feeling kind of bad about it. But maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe she'll just laugh about it and be like that. You know, that's what you get for being a, a, a pain in my butt back then or something. I don't know. But. Um, and so- no, if she, what she needs to do, uh, so that all of our tens of people that uh, are following us right now, uh, she needs to come on and issue a public uh, apology, and so that she is not scorned by our community. All right, we need her to uh, to redeem herself and show remorse. Otherwise she may be shunned. So <laughs> she needs to be careful. I got to tread lightly with that because she may come on and uh, tell some stories of some times that I was not so, not such a good brother. So <laughs> I'm I just write a book on the amount of times my little brother Mark, <laughs> yeah. was a beep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm going to keep, I'll let you, um, I'll I'll just leave that be. How about that? <laughs> That's fine. That sounds good. That sounds good. I'm not saying that I'm scared. I'm not scared. Like she, you know, bring it on. If it if it happens, it happens. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but oh. other than that, um, those two stories. Um, I mean, I I of course got some other things that I'm probably not thinking of. Um, of course, I I remember stepping on a, a roofing nail as a kid. 
um, having to be rushed to the hospital for that. And now that I bring that up, there was something else that I wanted to mention when you were talking about your story with the chainsaw. And it kind of relates yeah. to with the stepping on the nail thing. How crazy is it when, I guess, like humans in general get really, really bad injuries, right? So a chainsaw to the leg, uh, me stepping on the nail. Um, I've heard of stories where people get bit by sharks and like the pain isn't like, it's almost like they describe it as just like a pressure feeling or just like some, yeah. something being off. Like you don't, your brain almost doesn't comprehend, but in your case with the chainsaw, like you blacked out. So it's just like, it's almost like your brain knows, but at the same time, maybe it just, and I'm sure there's somebody out there that knows like the, the, the science behind it and all that and, mm -hmm. and knows the actual way of des describing what I'm talking about. And that would be great to have somebody that could, could help us out with this in the future explaining that. Yeah, but, um, you're right. That like you're when right. I stepped I, on that nail, I thought I stepped on like a, a sand spur in the yard. I was like, Oh, I got a sand mm -hmm. spur on my foot. And then I reached down and there's just this bulky metal thing in my foot. And I'm like, what is this? And it didn't hit my brain. Like, Hey, this is a nail and you're in a lot of pain until I visually looked at it and seen it. Then all of a sudden just like instantaneous, like this hurts. <laughs> but before yeah. that, I thought I just had a, like a sand spur in my foot. And then you yeah. with the chainsaw, like, ugh. yeah, let me, uh, you, you mentioned that it's such a great point because I'm looking back through this. <clears throat> okay. Teeth through my mouth did not hurt until later right yeah uh metal pipe cutting my hand wide open didn't even know it happened antlers in my foot right at first not much pain um chainsaw in my leg nothing the hatchet hitting my foot nothing um glass in my back nothing you know what did hurt you know what kills every time you feel it every time the broken stuff. When I broke my foot each time, excruciating. When wow. I hurt my knee, excruciating. But it seemed like when my when your skin is actually penetrated, when your skin is lacerated or whatever the case may be, you just don't feel that same pain most of the time right off the bat. It's it's like your body has an instant adrenaline pump. Yeah. to that area to protect you because and, and I can tell you because I and I remember just after the hatchet incident I'll tell you it didn't hurt then it didn't hurt for the next two hours after it happened um at, by the, at the hospital it, it wasn't hurting you know when it hurt it hurt me like six hours later when the stitches were already in I had my foot propped up and I was sleeping I woke up to the worst throbbing just pain like somebody had just hammered my foot uh with a hammer wow. <laughs> I don't, I just, like somebody hit my foot with a hammer or with um, a hatchet I mean. <laughs> yeah, right but when it happens it doesn't hurt so it's not till later i got to take the pain medicine to manage the pain but yeah these injuries when you're when you actually like your skin and like your body is punctured in some way the injury is not, the pain does not hit right away. It's like that adrenaline hits you, yeah. but my, the, but the broken stuff, just the bones and the, like the knee and the foot, 
that stuff excruciating right off the bat. Yeah. So it is, it is an amazing difference. And it is, it, I, I hope that we can get somebody on here that can, um, you know, have a little bit more insight on this that can, you know, maybe explain how, a, how the human body works. Or something. Yeah. Right. We just need to get your mom on here or something. She's, she <laughs> probably has the wisdom from over the years of all the injuries. <laughs> So. I don't know. She 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 has the wisdom of knowing how to deal with idiots who get injured in stupid ways. I think we need a real scientist, someone who's studied the uh, uh, the reasons why. Probably, yeah, of course, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we could we could sit here and and Google it too. I'm sure, but um, just to, we'll we'll just leave it for a future a future chapter. So, yeah, because, you know, Google teaches you the right science every time. So absolutely. Everything's right on the Internet nowadays. So (laughs) that's uh, that's where I get all of my advice. So I heard. But oh, man, I I tell you what, um, my voice has probably about had it um, for this evening, man. Uh, I mean, we could conversate forever, but uh, I don't know if you can hear anything in my voice i feel like i'm getting a little bit more hoarse as we go so uh we had thought of some i think a a couple of pretty cool ideas Mm -hmm. i know we were real excited about one or two of them so man uh, i'll let you share kind of what we're thinking about as far as uh, people sharing their stories and uh just different ways we're going to get our word out there yeah so um the idea that we've come up with um is that we'd really one way that we'd really like to incorporate you know listeners whoever it may be is we want to set up where we do future podcast chapters slash episodes that are around what we're going to call the library and what the library is going to be is we have um, social media set up we have ways that you can contact us and share your I could write a book stories to us. And and we're going to have these library episodes where we we're just going to deep dive into some stuff that we've gotten from listeners and share some things from, from you guys. Um, and uh, I, f- I feel like it'll be a, a lot of fun to do that. What did we say? Like probably once every, once every, I don't know, couple months or something like that maybe maybe yeah hopefully reach we can into get it more yeah, yeah. Hopefully. and yeah if, and it, if, if it picks more, up we we'll definitely reach into the library for um, sure yeah we'll and we'll have to um share our uh our email address which is already set up and ready to go yes um, we'll, have yep. get, we'll have to get that shared but if you're somebody who can't come on you're too nervous um you you feel like, hey, um, you know, you guys talked about a book you could write in regards to retail stories recently, right? Or these injuries tonight, or maybe you have something that relates in the future, or you just can't come on. Um, you know, email us. Uh, again, we're going to call that the library, and, and we're going to pull stories from the library and share them. Uh, like you know, like Mark said, I, you know, if we if it's once every, you know, couple of months, that's fine, but. You know, if we get enough, we, we can make that a, a once a month type of thing and just continue to share more content from people. Because I think that's what we want everything to be around is just folks sharing their stories of things they feel like, well, the name is in the podcast. There's things they could write a book on. 
Absolutely. Yep. And, um, uh, just real quick, um, I guess I can go ahead and kind of share at least the email part of it because we do have that set up. So if you're interested in sharing a story of an I could write a book moment, um, our email that we currently have set up is icwbpodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's icwbpodcast at gmail.com. Derek, our Twitter, um, remind me of our Twitter that we can share for everybody. Yeah, so it's the same thing. It's uh, ICWB Pod. It's just at ICWB Pod. That's it. Perfect. Uh, you just you can find that at the ads. You know, just the acronym for I could write a book, and so uh, just that simple. We we got that out there, so you can follow that and uh, send those emails into uh, our 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 email or our library, as we're going to call it, and hopefully we can get just get some more stories to share. Sounds great, man. Well, Hey, I had another great night with this stuff, man. This is, this has been great. I really enjoyed your stories. Definitely, uh, got gruesome, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's what this is all about is just, you know, having a good time and sharing some, some stories that hopefully others will be able to relate to. And, uh, this was a good book. I think it's a, a good point for us to close close this particular book for 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 the day. Yeah, we'll close this one up. Uh, but hopefully, people do relate. That's what we want to do. We're just a couple regular guys, and we just want uh, you know regular people to be able to to share the stuff that they're never going to write a book about. Uh, that again, that was the inspiration for it. But yeah, man, I had a ton of fun, and I, thanks for talking with me. And uh, listening to uh, the stuff I had to share today. Likewise, man. Well, have a great night. And we'll be on and back soon, everybody. All right. Later. Peace. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this chapter of the I Could Write a Book podcast. Don't forget, if you want to reach out to us and share your stories, fill up our library for future episodes. We have a couple ways you can do so. We have a Twitter. It's at ICWBpod. And we also have an email. It's icwbpodcast at gmail.com. We really appreciate all of you and we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great one. Peace. Peace.